You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 333. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Have you ever thought to yourself, well, if I just don't eat a lot of calories, I'll lose weight. And have you ever wondered why you're starving and you dropped the calories and your weight doesn't change? Do you think that's weird? Because we were always told less calories means more weight loss. Well, I'm here to tell you today five reasons why restricting calories to a level that is too low can be harmful and why it's not helping you lose weight. Now we've talked about these things before, but I see it coming up again. Like I see these little trends happen. I get new clients every month and some months I see like everybody's gone back to, I don't eat carbs. And some months I see everybody's gone back to, I only eat a thousand calories. And that's the trend I'm seeing right now. And I always like to remind these people, now what you were doing wasn't working, right? That's why you came to me, because you wanted to change something. So we're gonna talk a little bit today about why your calorie restriction isn't working for you. And I hope that it helps remind a lot of people because it's sort of the way we all want to go, including myself. Like if I put on a few pounds, I think, oh, means I got to restrict the calories again, right? And in some ways you do, but in some ways it can be a little more harmful than you think. And it's going to be counterintuitive in terms of the progress that you want to make. So we are going to talk about that, but I just want to remind you, Holiday Challenge 2023, my favorite program of the year. The registration is now open. Go to earnthatbody.com. Look right there on the homepage. There's a button that says Holiday Challenge or go to the programs and scroll down. You'll see it there too. If you've never done the Holiday Challenge, this is open to anyone around the world. And that's what makes it so fun is that we do have people, members join from everywhere around the world, which is so awesome. Now, it starts the day after Thanksgiving, so um, or I should say the Monday after Thanksgiving, which is the perfect time to get your nutrition a little dialed back in after a week of gluttony, maybe, <laughs> but before the next holidays start, right? And so I have a lot of fun nutrition contests that we're gonna do, not food logging, not your typical things like that, but just ways to help you get your nutrition back on track in a healthy way. And the best part is you always get access to the brand new program launching. This year it's gonna be range of motion. It has all new core workouts that are pretty tough, I'm not gonna lie, and mobility workouts because I've been talking so much about how I've been doing so much mobility work as I've been injured this year and how I really realize that so many people are not doing it because they don't know what to do. Now I'm also gonna warn you that I thought when I filmed range of motion That was going to be a piece of cake to film. I was like, oh, this one will be super easy to film, easy on my body, blah, blah, blah. I had never been so sore after filming these. They weren't super easy because the reality is range of motion and working your range of motion through a joint is not just like casually moving. It's really working to your outermost limit of range of motion, which involves quite a bit of uh, muscular action in many ways. And you get a very deep stretch as well. And it's such an important thing that everyone should be doing when you're young and especially as we age, because if you stop moving, 
all of your joints, which let's face it, we're not kids anymore. So we don't move the way we used to when we were running around a jungle gym and hanging from this and that. And so if we stop moving a lot of our joints, they stop moving and all of a sudden you have less and less range of motion. So range of motion is the name of the program. You're gonna get mobility workouts, core workouts, and it comes with the holiday challenge. So check it out, go to earnthatbody.com. And are you ready to talk about why we shouldn't be restricting our calories and why that can be harmful? Well, we're gonna talk about all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Rush Medical, it kind of, to me, goes hand in hand with our topic today about making sure you eat enough calories. The title is Why You Should Eat Breakfast. And we talk about this a lot. I've done podcasts on breakfast, but I just thought it would be interesting for you to hear it again. Now, this is coming from Rush Medical, and they said the advantages of eating in the morning. Various studies have found different benefits of starting your day with breakfast, including having a lower BMI, consuming less fat through the day, meeting recommendations for fruit and vegetable consumption, having higher daily calcium intake, having higher daily fiber intake, having better performance in memory and attention for school-age children. So it's not just for you, team. It's for your kids, too. You need to be eating breakfast. Breakfast is not eaten at noon. So if you're gonna come to me and say, oh, I do eat breakfast. I have my eggs and toast at noon. I'm not talking about the type of food. I'm talking about when you eat it. Personally, I think you should be eating within about 30, 45 minutes of waking up. You 100% should be eating before you work out. And so if that means you need to get up a little earlier to get some food in, then that is what you need to do. Look at all the advantages I just listed as to why you should be eating in the morning. Now, disadvantages. If you miss this morning meal, they said you are more likely to be overweight. Do you want that, team? No. You are less likely to meet recommendations for fruit and vegetable consumption, and you are more likely to consume unhealthy snacks. Now, studies of children and adolescents have shown that those who skip breakfast are apt to be overweight. Of more concern is that an association has been found between skipping breakfast and other risky behaviors like smoking, experimenting with drugs, and alcohol. So we don't want those things either, right? Now, the most important thing they talk about is that when you eat breakfast, you're telling your body that there are plenty of calories to be had for the day. And when you skip breakfast, what you're telling your body is that it gets, or what you're, what you're telling your body gets that it needs to conserve rather than burn any incoming calories. Let me say it again. When you skip breakfast, the message your body gets is that it needs to conserve rather than burn any incoming calories. And that's a little bit of a theme that we're gonna talk about today. So please eat breakfast. And if you're like, I just can't because I'm not hungry in the morning. I have to tell you, I have many clients come to me that say that it's because you've trained yourself to eat later. And so you've slowed your metabolism down, you've rescheduled your system and your system is doing everything it can to accommodate you. And that's why you're not hungry. So you might have to start off with something small. 30 minutes after you wake up, have a little whole grain toast and a little peanut butter. 
it will rev up your metabolism. You want that. These are good things, team. You want that. So I've had so many clients who started that way, toast and peanut butter, and now they have a full breakfast within 30 minutes, and they were the ones who lost weight, especially those people who struggle with the last five to 10 pounds. Those are typically my clients who will not and do not eat breakfast, and also who struggled to really eat enough calories in general. So think about it because it is so important and I eat breakfast every single morning and I'm not just talking about the food, I'm talking about the timing. Now, this goes really hand in hand with our topic for the day about restricting calories and why this could be harmful to you. Now, Healthline did a great article about it, but I've definitely talked about it before. And the thing that you really want to remember is that Usually if you're restricting calories, it's because you're trying to shed weight, let's face it, right? But the old school thinking of 1,200 calories a day for everyone, I just think that's funny, like everybody thinks of that number, well, in my generation. (laughs) Everyone was like 1,200 calories a day if you're on a diet. That is not enough calories for almost anybody, especially if they are working out. All right, now people trying to lose weight often restrict calories to a very low level because they really just don't know any better. Like they're not really sure and why would you know unless someone had educated you on this, right? But restricting calories too severely can lead to several different health problems. It can reduce fertility, it can cause weaker bones. We don't want any of that. So I wanna talk about sort of the five main things that you could say can be impacted by not getting enough calories, all right? now. Did you know that a calorie, the actual definition of a calorie, is the amount of heat energy needed to raise the temperature of one gram of water by one degree Celsius? I mean, that basically means nothing to anyone, right? However, you're more likely to think of calories as that unit of measurement for the amount of energy that your body actually gets from foods and beverages that you take in. Now, your body requires calories to function And it's going to use these calories to sustain three main processes in the body. The first one is your basal metabolic rate. You've probably heard it as BMR. And this is talking about the number of calories that you need to cover sort of your daily basic functions. So everything from proper functioning of your brain and your kidneys and your heart and your lungs and your nervous system, like all of those things take energy, right? And so that's your BMR. It's the amount of calories you need to just maintain those basic functions. The number two thing is your digestion. Your body uses a certain number of calories just to digest and metabolize the food that you eat. So this is also known as thermic thermic effect of food, and you might see it as TEF. And then the last thing that you probably know is physical activity. And this of course is referring to the number of calories needed to fuel your everyday tasks and workouts. So you heard the workout part, right? But also everyday tasks like getting in and out of the car, brushing your teeth, like there's a certain amount of movement that you just do in your day. And the body requires calories for all of these things. It's so super important. 
Now, generally speaking, eating more calories than your body needs will cause you to gain weight. We obviously know that, and it's mostly gonna be in the form of body fat. Eating fewer calories than your body requires can generally lead to weight loss. And this calorie balance concept, and that is supported by strong scientific research, is why people wanting to lose weight start restricting their calorie intake. But here's the big but, restricting your calories too much might harm your health and it might not get you the results you're looking for in terms of weight loss. So the first problem with restricting your calories too much, it can lower your metabolism. Now I talk about this with my clients all the time. It's the first reason why I say, hey, you're not eating enough. You're not even eating breakfast, which is why you're not eating enough and you're finding it hard to get in more calories. And all of those things will then lead to a lower metabolism. Regularly eating fewer calories than your body needs, it can cause your systems to basically slow way down. And when I say systems, I'm talking about your metabolism. There's several studies that show that low calorie diets can decrease the number of calories the body burns as much as 23%. And even more than that, this lower metabolism can then persist way long after the calorie restricted diet you went on. So it kind of does harm in the long term, not just during that period. Researchers believe that the lower metabolism that this lower metabolism may partly explain why more than 80% of people regain weight once they go off their calorie restricted diets. You've basically shut your metabolism down. So now your metabolism is sort of gonna stay there. And I like to call it more sluggish. You get this sort of sluggish metabolism. One of the ways that calorie restricted diets slow your metabolism is by causing muscle loss. And that is just like, the last thing you want if you're trying to lose weight. I mean, if you're just trying to see a lower number on the scale, and I guess you don't care if you lose muscle, if you lose muscle, you'll lose weight, right? But this loss of muscle mass is especially likely to occur if the calorie restricted diet is low in protein and not combined with proper exercise. So to prevent your weight loss diet from affecting your metabolism and your muscle mass, you have to make sure that you never eat fewer calories than are required to sustain your BMR. Slightly increasing your protein intake and adding resistance training is definitely going to help. So you have to be careful. Now there's a very delicate balance of finding where your calories need to be. And you know, obviously that's something that I work on with my clients and what I may start their calories at is not necessarily what we end at. Like I have to see where their body's at, how their weight loss is going, and I'm not gonna just deficit them way, way low to start. And often I start increasing calories depending on what I'm seeing. So very, very important, but you really have to be cautious. The number two thing that you need to be aware is that if you don't eat enough calories, it can cause fatigue and a lot of nutrient deficiencies. So regularly 
eating fewer calories than your body requires can make you really tired and that can make it really challenging for you um, to just like motivate during the day to move, to get work done, to work out. And it makes it hard for you to meet your daily nutrient requirements. So for example, calorie restricted diets may not provide enough iron, folate, vitamin B12. All of those things can lead to anemia, extreme fatigue, not to mention the number of carbs you you eat may play a role in that fatigue because maybe you're not getting in enough healthy carbs. Like maybe you're not only the client who came to me not eating enough, but you were also the client who's like, I also don't eat carbs. <laughs> and then you must be absolutely wiped out and exhausted because the body needs healthy carbohydrates. You should not eliminate those from your diet. Now, some studies suggest that calorie-restricted diets with low amounts of carbs may cause fatigue in some individuals. Some people start to get used to it. That makes me so sad. It's kind of like y'all get used to eating a thousand calories a day and tell me that you feel fine. It's like, wow, you have slowed your system down so much that this is your new norm. But that doesn't mean that is your best you or your best health, right? It just means that you've taught your body how to accommodate. Now, other studies find that low-carb diets can reduce fatigue. Therefore, this effect may depend on the individual. It depends what kind of carbs you're eating, everyone, right? So we have to also realize that low carb doesn't tell me what type of carbs. Are they simple? Are they complex? So not eating enough, eating too many, it's it's a kind of a tricky game there, right? Now, calorie-restricted diets may limit other nutrients too. And this one I see the most lately in talking um, and listening to endless podcasts about things like intermittent fasting. Now, what I have read and what I've seen in the latest research is that intermittent fasting is just a way to calorie-restrict your day and that they are not seeing any better weight loss in intermittent fasting than someone who just restricted their calories all day long. So at the, the end result is just you, you lose weight because the calories are less than you were eating before, not necessarily because you were eating them all in a very restricted window. But these calorie restricted diets, be it intermittent fasting or not, one of the problems they're seeing is that there is an enormous lack of protein. That is an incredible nutrient that is so, so, so important for your body, especially as we age. I feel like I say that every sentence lately, but as we age, we're losing muscle mass and we don't want that. We wanna keep our muscle mass, which means we have to eat enough protein to keep muscle to put on muscle. All people do. It's very, very hard. It's basically impossible to put on muscle if you're not getting in enough protein. So not eating enough things like meat and fish and dairy, beans, peas, lentils, nuts, seeds, all of those things have protein. It can cause muscle loss. It can cause hair thinning. It can cause brittle nails. And when you calorie restrict to a very low amount, you are likely no longer getting in a protein requirement. You also might not be getting in enough calcium. And not eating enough calcium-rich foods like dairy, leafy greens, calcium, set tofu, certain fortified milks. This could reduce bone strength and increase the risk of fractures. As we age, we cannot have that. We have to keep our calcium going. So I have to eat enough calories to get that calcium in through my food, unless you're working with a doctor and you're taking some kind of supplement. 
you might not be getting in enough biotin and thiamine. So a low intake of whole grains, legumes, eggs, dairy, nuts, and seeds can limit your intake of these two B vitamins and potentially results in muscle weakness, hair loss, and scaly skin. Really low calories might mean you're not getting in enough vitamin A. And not eating enough vitamin A foods like organ meat, fish, dairy, leafy greens, orange colored fruits and vegetables, that can actually lead to a weakened immune system and even permanent eye damage. So we do want vitamin A. And the last one is magnesium, an insufficient intake of mag magnesium rich whole grains, nuts and leafy greens. That can cause fatigue, it can cause migraines, muscle cramps, even abnormal heart rhythms. So to prevent fatigue and nutrient deficiencies, please avoid overly restricting your calories and ensure that you eat a variety of whole foods and a lot less of the processed foods, all right? So all of those things, just think of it. If you're gonna restrict to like a thousand calories a day, well, you just limited how much you can get in of all these important nutrients. Now, the third thing that can happen is it can re it reduce fertility. Now, restricting calories too much has impacted people's fertility. Now, you might be past that age, so this one might not be of interest to you, but you might have family and children, not children, um, but you know, your children, I should say, but they are not necessarily five years old, who fertility is gonna be an important thing and you wanna make sure that they are eating enough as well. So obviously this is mostly crucial for women and being having the ability to ovulate and your hormone levels all can be dramatically affected by how many calories you actually take in. So fertility is a function that can be impacted by calories. So if you're someone who's been depriving yourself of calories for a long time and you're struggling to get pregnant, it might be time to really dig into this and see if you can strengthen your body and increase your chances of fertility by making sure that you are taking in enough calories and therefore enough nutrients. The number four thing that can happen if you don't eat enough calories, it can weaken your bones. So consuming too few calories can weaken your bones and that's because calorie restriction can reduce estrogen and testosterone levels. Low levels of these two reproductive hormones are thought to reduce bone formation and increase bone breakdown, and that's going to result in weaker bones. In addition, calorie restriction, especially when it is combined with physical exercise, can increase stress hormone levels, and this may also lead to bone loss. Now, bone loss is especially concerning because it is often irreversible and it increases the risk of fractures. So you have to be really cautious. Again, don't just be thinking about this number on the scale or getting into your skinny jeans, please. Don't do things like eat way under what you should be just to hit this number and be skinny, as people say, because it might not be being done the right way and you're gonna have this impact on your body as you age. Now the fifth thing, not eating enough calories, it can actually lower your immunity. So that means that restricting calories 
could increase your risk of infections and illness, and nobody wants that, right? So this applies to viruses like the common cold and appears to be especially true when it's combined with a high level of physical activity. For example, there was one study that compared athletes in disciplines that put a strong emphasis on body leanness, so things like boxing, gymnastics, even diving, to those disciplines less focused on body weight. And the researchers reported that athletes in disciplines that required leanness made more frequent attempts to lose weight and were almost twice as likely to have been sick in the previous three months. In another study, Taekwondo athletes who were dieting to reduce their body weight in the week before a competition, which is very common, they experienced reduced immunity and increased risk of infection. So the effects of calorie restriction in non-exercising individuals are less clear and more research is needed before strong conclusions can be made. But it should be said that calorie restriction, especially when combined with very strenuous physical activity, can definitely impact and lower your immune defenses. All right? So those are five crucial reasons why you would not want to eat too little. But now I wanna talk to you a little bit about why when you eat too little, are you not continuing to lose weight? I wanna make sure that this is really clear. And it's primarily for people, I don't wanna say primarily, I mean, it's for everyone. But what tends to happen is when you are someone who works out and you eat too little, As I said earlier, you're shutting your metabolism down. You're slowing your system. Thank God your body is smarter than you. And it's like, whoa, this person is not going to feed me. This person just did an hour run. We don't have enough calories to sustain daily function, much less the 600 calories this person just burned in their workout. So we got to shut the systems down here. And so it slows your metabolism down for survival. And when it does that, it also says, let's hold on to every pound we can. Let's hold on to fat right now. Let's hold on so that we can survive. We need something to fuel off of and eat, right? We need something to burn. So your body starts holding on to every pound. And that is why if you have not been eating enough calories lately and you're like, It doesn't matter how little I eat, I cannot shed one stinking pound. It's probably because you're not eating enough. And that is so hard to hear because it is so counterintuitive of what we have all thought and been told. Calories in, calories out, less calories equals weight loss. Yes, 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 but no, no, no. It just comes down to the fact that if you've taken it too far and you're really under your BMR requirement and you're doing these big workouts on top of it, then your body's holding on. Your body's gonna hold on to weight because it's trying to survive. And that's a good thing. You want that, good for your body. Your body is thinking more about you than you are thinking about you. (laughs) All right, so that is why I have so many people who come to me who struggle with the last five to 10 pounds. And I say, do you trust me? And those who do start eating breakfast if they weren't and start eating more calories than they were before. And all of a sudden they go, wow, that's the first time I've lost two pounds in a week. And wow, I just lost the five pounds that I said I could never lose. And wow, I'm in menopause 
and I've been struggling for so long, but I lost the weight. Now, I will tell you this. I have several clients who come to me and they don't trust because it is so counterintuitive. And they say, I don't want to eat breakfast. It doesn't work for me. And I can't eat that many calories. I just can't do it. And so they don't lose weight. And I'm not saying my way is the only way. I'm just saying if you are doing something and it's not working, be willing to try something new. And don't assume that starving yourself of calories is benefiting you in any way. Because it's likely, again, hurting you in these five ways we just discussed. It's making your body hold on to weight and you probably don't feel your best. Like you may have taught your body how to handle this at this point and so to you this is feeling your best. But I feel like all the clients, once I get their calories up and they're eating an actual normal amount of calories, they tell me I sleep better, I think better, I'm more focused, I work out harder. That means they burn more calories in the workout, by the way. That helps them lose weight. Um, They're not as cranky. They have energy. They don't have the highs and lows anymore. Like these are all really important things and I want that for everyone. I, I personally, I do want my clients to lose weight because that is their goal. But as I always say, my goal is that you live your healthiest life and you feel amazing doing it. That's all I care about. So that's everything. And again, it's just because it's been coming up a lot lately, again, with people coming to me who are eating 1,200 calories and they're runners or under 1,200 calories. And I see them working out like Peloton workouts, in and out, two workouts a day. And and they're just like putting so much stress on their body. And then just as another FYI, not eating enough is an additional stress on the body. And so it's just a really hard way to live your life, much less you're just not going to get the results you want and you're not going to feel great. So there you have it. So you might have to ease into adding calories. I get that you're not going to go from 1,200 to 16 calories overnight, potentially. So maybe you add 100 calories every few days or once a week, but it's definitely something that you want to work on. And again, if what you're doing isn't working, be willing to try something new. There you have it, the You're In That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.